Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Fred, what does that mean? It means the boys are here. Ah, that's right. The boys are here. We'll be here alongside you until 6.30 this evening because it's 6.15. We'll be handing this program over via crosstalk to Josh Shushan as he brings you the Lady Lobos tonight. Very excited about that. The men's game is also tonight. Lady Lobos versus Grambling State. The boys are taking on the boys from New Mexico State University. Watch out, Las Cruces. Here we come. I am Fred Slow. Alongside me, the only free agent to not receive a deal yet, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? Well, I'm just so busy taking all these phone calls and emails looking for my services. I'm entertaining all offers. I think it's just me and Carlos Correa left, but I like our chances. He's the one who's going to get the most, and it's exciting to me that he waited till the very end. We have a very fun day today. It's Giving Tuesday, man. Are you familiar? I am. Yeah, what is, I don't even know how Giving Tuesday originated. Something First, there was, and by the way, I know it's 2021, so don't you dare tell me. First, it started with Black Friday. Okay. Fred. Yeah. It's 2021. It's no, just Friday uh, dang now. Dang it. Okay. So, Michael, how are you? Welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. I was just out. I had to run back. Here I am. Hi. <laughs> Michael gets here literally four hours before the show, and he forgot to grab his headphones. He had four hours. That's a little inside baseball for the I listener. never do that. You figured out. And I wear, like, super high-end headphones that I think are important. Are they? Probably not. Nope. And Michael just wears, like, Sony ones. I, yeah, I had my $20 Sonys for, yeah. like, two and a half years until they gave out on me. I wear, Joke's on me. What These are Beats by Dre is what I wear. And I, I got them because I thought LeBron looked cool in them. That's a really good reason to buy something. Because somebody that looks cool is doing it. That's why I started smoking. I, God, you beat me to it. It's just like <laughs> I softballed it in for myself and you smacked it out the park. So today is Giving Tuesday, which... Um, is the uh, bastardized stepchild of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Sure. So this is after you, because no, on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, no one buys for others. You think? Yes, that is what I think. I That's think you, not what I do. You just buy for yourself. Well, I don't go out on Black Friday, I, first off. I agree. You will never find me in a store no. on that day. No, wholeheartedly. Hypothetically, I was going to go to a store yes. or the mall or whatever. I would be buying for others. Well, I, I believe you are in the extreme minority here because I believe that individuals who buy on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And by the way, friend of the show, mm-hmm. I don't know why you need a new toaster every year. I don't understand that. What, what in your life is going on that every single Cyber Monday you have to buy a new toaster? Your, your timing of that joke is impeccable because I literally need a toaster right now. My my toaster the uh, the crumb trap won't. Vital, write I, down the word crumb trap. I want to make sure we save that. <laughs> Don't look that up on <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Yeah, 
It's 2021. My, <laughs> my crumb trap flap just keeps falling open. Yes. And all the crumbs get all over my beautiful uh, Talavera tile. Does your father know that you're going – don't refer to it as Talavera. Just call it a tile floor. Like, does your father know you're going to replace this? Like, because I feel like we could just fix it. I would, yeah, I got duct tape. No, you don't duct tape your crumb trap. That's a magnet situation. How do they work? They'll burn. <laughs> I love that phrase, crumb trap. I'm going to start. That's going to be like an offensive word I say to people I don't like. Yeah, I, I, I hate it. That, to me, is worse than whenever I'm shoe shopping and I'm worried about the toe box. Uh-huh, okay. That's what you get stuck in the crumb trap. This text just <laughs> in from Adam Young, play-by-play for New Mexico State. He will be joining the program to preview the basketball game tonight. He better, because we're new Facebook friends, by the way. He's the nicest guy I've ever met. And so I owe him one Emo's pizza because his Aggies beat up on my Cowboys last week before Thanksgiving. Right. So That was a dumb bet on your part. You just knew you were going to give away a pizza. Okay. It was not a dumb bet as far as Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference goes. What was the and, spread? I'm not. What's the spread today? Does Vegas take bets on that conference the only bet that matters is the one that adam and i had for our our dion's equivalent pizza of the the region we grew up in yeah first off how dare you that everything you're saying is upsetting me look it's just a giant cracker with cheese and sauce on it that's not like, pizza. it's a blend of cheese known as provel that silence was on purpose no it was not <laughs> that's a loyal listener the silence was just me staring at Fred just now. So Jamie Lynn will be joining us today from I-9 Sports. And what we don't talk about enough when we do talk about I-9 Sports is how the I-9 Sports Association, uh, they have a non-for-profit here in town. And that non-for-profit helps a lot of kids in the community, specifically with barriers that relate to entering athletics. It's a lot, a lot of kids. Yeah. And so they will come on today. Um, and, and she will express to you how you can help. Uh, obviously monetary donation is always the thing, but like anything else, there's community and there's education and there's all the things associated with what she is doing over there. So the I-9 Sports Association, specifically Chapter 280, Jamie Lynn, the owner and founder of that, will join us to talk about helping kids in the community. So we're very excited about that. Jeff Simbieta will join us at 5 o'clock today. We're talking the New Mexico Bowl. So that's a world of excitement. I believe today is the last day for pre-sale tickets, man. Ooh. That's very exciting. I feel. Like- Tao, did you get your tickets? Do you have tickets? Oh, I've got connections with Mr. Sembiana. <laughs> no, and I don't have to worry about a crumb trap. How? You, oh, okay. How? You don't produce his show. You produce our show. We get you tickets. Yeah, you could do it that way. Either way, if I get tickets, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. You think? You think? University Stadium is going to turn away super producer Mike Vitale, whether or not you have tickets. The only place in town that turns away Mike Vitale is an all-you-can-eat buffet. That is correct. Very true. I've seen it. Yeah, they say, say, excuse me, sir, this furs is not for you. It's like, look, Mike, you got 12 minutes. Yeah. This is not all you can eat. And and there's like multiple people with iPhone timers around you to ensure. There's a timer for the timer. To make sure they get it right. I was in Vegas one time eating Ooh, at a uh, buffet. Right. Name drop. And uh, when I was there, there was a guy at this table right next to me and a couple of other guys. There was a guy at the table. He took a whole thing of meat and took it back to his seat. 
So he plunked just the, the tray. He picked the, up the, the whole whole tray full of meat. Right. So the waiter comes over and says, "Hey, what are you doing?" He goes, "Well, it says they're all you can eat." Yeah, that's a pretty boss move, actually. Was was this like a? And they were drunk, but yeah, some an was, offensive lineman for the Las Vegas big, Raiders. What Pacific Island guy. was he from? <laughs> yeah, he was a big guy, but that was crazy. It is crazy to me what you'll do in a public like. Like, we don't have a varsity today because we're doing crossover with Josh Sushan, who's calling the Lady Lobos tonight. But there's, like, a a list of social faux pas that when broken, like, if you break, like, a like a social construct at a buffet, I will hate you. Because I have this strict understanding of how a buffet should occur. And shout out to Golden Corral and Fur's legal team yeah. for being able to have buffets open during a pandemic. Is Fur still open? I really don't know. Yeah, is I are, yeah. are they all open? If anyone knows, it's the guy right here, Michael Vital. I have not. I haven't been to one. Since. No, me neither. I was I was Chinese buffets. I haven't done a buffet in a long time. It's been over ten years for me. Literally, the last time I was in Vegas. Yeah, the last buffet I was at the Bellagio. I had a salad. That's really bad, man. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. I was very hungover. Yeah. And like everything looked disgusting. And only kale was, would save you. I was like, <laughs> only thing I'm putting in my body is dark leafy greens yes. and water. Then I'm taking a nap and we're doing this all over again. Correct. Yeah. I can't believe I just had the worst night of my life until tonight. <laughs> a lot of MLB hot stove talk today. Obviously, that's that's on the forefront college football talk. Uh how bad is Notre Dame that you won't even you won't even work there for six million dollars a year? How bad is the culture at Notre Dame when you're like six million dollars is not enough to keep me here and I'm already rich? So Notre Dame is the absolute worst. We will talk about that. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Obviously, when I'm talking about Tiger Woods, um, I just think it's all for show. I don't know what I don't know what Nike is getting out of this. I don't know why he's in front of microphones. But Tiger Woods never going to play golf again, so we'll go into that. You're not super excited for the next chapter of his HBO documentary where he wins the Masters again with one leg. I think that's really good storyline. I absolutely hate that Tiger Woods has so had so many biography di- documentaries, and he's like only halfway through his life. I thought you were going to say you hate that he survived the crash and has both legs. What? That's, that's a very like you thing to say. No, I here's I'm I want lots of people to fail. Uh-huh. I want no one to lose a leg. Correct. Except for pirates, not from Pittsburgh. Actual pirates. I don't even necessarily know if I yearn for them to lose legs. Just eyes. No, again, there you go. What I'm saying is just uh, just lose their parrot. I want everyone to live happy and healthy. But I want them to fail at often at things that they choose to love. Sure. Let's take a break. When we get back, we're going to reach out to Adam Young, voice of New Mexico State Aggies. We're going to talk about the big basketball game tonight. So we're very excited about that. Do you see the line on this thing? It's kind of embarrassing. It's not good. Yeah, not it, good. It's not good at all. And I was teeing us up to go to break, but then the phone started ringing. So Vital's all over that right now. Okay. So. It'll take an extra second, and as I give that to you, Dave & Buster's presents Two Men On, the New Mexico Lobos. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. John Lopez live in studio tomorrow, 5 p.m. Stoked. Get ready for that. It's going to be a lot of fun joining Vernon Coons, who's with us all day. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Jamie Lynn joining us today at 445 to talk about her non-for-profit. And we start our day every day at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. 
Welcome back to the program. Joining us on the program, my very good friend, friend of the show, Adam Young, who I'm ready to go double or nothing with on Emo's Pizza because the New Mexico State Aggies beat up on my New Mexico Highlands Cowboys 94-67 last week. But at halftime, you were worried, Adam. Admit it. 37-34, you had your concerns. I was worried, Fred. I was definitely worried at halftime. It was a close game. It was a three-point game then, and New Mexico State was shooting a lot of three-pointers, and then something changed there in half, two, where they went inside a little bit more and uh, finally found their big men. So I was definitely worried, and I am 100% ready to go double or nothing on Emo's Pizza tonight. How impressed, though, were you at the Cowboys uh, down there against New Mexico State? Because, I mean, there's a lot of talent for a D2 squad, right? Yeah, you know, I was impressed, Brad, but I watched a decent amount of film on them before, and I noticed that. I mean, they have a lot of guys who have Division One experience who have played at a high level, and they came into the game, and they did not play afraid. I was a little worried about their legs, to be quite honest, because you know they had played the day before in Vegas. So, you know, it was a five-hour drive, and I felt like they wouldn't really have anything left in the tank, and uh, they showed a lot. I mean, that's a really, really talented squad, well-coached, and um, a lot of former Division One players who I-, I think were really hungry for that particular game going up against the Division One school mm-hmm. that, of course, has had a lot of success. And uh, Carpenter was impressive. Uh, Brown was impressive. Barnes Tompkins, obviously you can see why he was at Division One for a while as well. So uh, that, that's a very talented Division Two squad for sure. And also, I know she didn't make mention, but the best broadcaster in the business. So we got that well, that's, figured that's, out. Well, so. that's noted, of course. That, yeah. that, that goes without saying there, Okay. Fred. Okay. Enough back padding over here. Adam, when you, when you took that bet, did you bet the spread? Or were you like, thanks for the free pizza, Fred? Well, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't think they did a spread for it because typically – if it's D1 versus D2, I don't think they even do a spread. So um, we run into that, too, when it's us versus an FCS football program. A lot of times you don't see that either. So I'm not sure if there was one, but, um, I, I mean, the Cowboys hung in there. If there would have been a spread, I'm sure it would have been 30-plus, and it was a 27-point game. So kudos to them. Kudos to Fred as well. Adam, speaking of spread, your Aggies are favored by 10.5 points. Oh, wait. At a home game down south, is this an indication of how superior your Aggies are, or is this like a home field advantage? Court. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think a lot of people are curious how this will go tonight. The Aggies have played very well so far this year, albeit for one game when they lost to Utah State by a bunch. Um, I was just telling Mike, your producer, off the air, I, I think this might be the best Chris Jans coach team, potential-wise. Um, they're not there yet, but potential-wise, I really, really like what he has. Uh, UNM really struggled last week in Vegas, guys. They really, really struggled yeah. against Towson. Uh, they were okay against UAB. Where I think the Aggies have a huge advantage tonight is size down low. And when I say size, I mean weight. Uh, UNM has a couple of big guys who are 6'10", 6'11", with Sack and Muscadin, uh, but they're both young. They're both extremely skinny, and the Aggies have Will McNair, who's 277 pounds, and Johnny McCants, who's 240 and plays like he's 250, 260. So I would expect the Aggies to try to uh, muscle down low early, go inside a bunch. They chucked up 43s against New Mexico Highlands. They do not want to do that again. 
and I feel like they're going to try to take advantage of their weight advantage down low and really pick on the younger big guys for UNM. I feel like the UNM guards are outstanding. Mashburn's really good. House is really good. Uh, Jenkins, when he's healthy, is really good. Um, so I think it's comparable in the backcourt. But down low, Will McNair's the pick to click tonight. Johnny McCants, I feel like, will have a big game. And if those two guys play well, I think the Aggies should have success tonight. Well, and talk about, like, McCants or Allen or Rice, like – the difference in going like from guard play where, hey, you do have the green light to, to chuck it 30-plus or 40 times a game from outside the perimeter versus trying to work it inside. How does a team make that adjustment? Um, and I know it's not overnight, but how does a team make that adjustment to change that offensive approach when it's a team that's so confident in, in their long-range jump shot? Yeah, that's a good point, Fred, because New Mexico Highlands, was just daring the Aggies to shoot it from the arc. They basically said, beat us from out there. So we'll see if UNM kind of holds that game plan. And if you have a couple feet of separation and you're Jabari Rice, of course you're going to shoot it. Right. Um, So, you know, the Aggies had a size advantage against Highland, and they're going to have a size advantage again tonight. And they just have to make sure that they're going inside outside. When they took threes in the second half against Highlands, it was inside first, then it came outside. They were good shots. It wasn't just spot up and fire it. So I think being selective, taking good shots from the arc is okay. They have some really good shooters. Teddy Allen is arguably the best scorer Chris Jans has had here, and he had Zach Lofton, who was great. Teddy Allen's, I think, maybe on another level than Zach Lofton was. So they certainly have cards who can shoot it and fill it up, but they have to go inside first because they have post players, who tonight will have a big size advantage on some younger, inexperienced post players for UNM. I love UNM's guard play, but I feel like for the Lobos um, looking ahead to tonight, I feel like their size disadvantage down low uh, could be a key factor in the game. You mentioned Teddy Allen. Let's talk a little more about double zeros. Teddy Allen, how special of a player is he? Well, I, I think we've only seen a glimpse of what he can be, and he showed that in half two against Highlands when he scored 17. And that was the first time this year where he's really taken over a basketball game. And that was good to see because he did that so often at Nebraska. He comes in as a scorer. Everybody knows that. He's bought in on defense. He's bought into the team stuff. He's been a good teammate. He's been coachable. Um, but he hasn't shot it at a very high clip so far this year outside of last Wednesday against Highland. So um, he's one of those guys where on a night like tonight, if you need Teddy Allen to take over the game, he has the ability to do that. I mean, he scored 43 against Penn State last year um, in the Big Ten. So he has the ability to go out there and get you 30-plus easily. Um, But the Aggies don't need him to be that each and every night. If he has one of those nights, great. Uh, But as a team, this team is extremely balanced. They're deep. Um, they're pretty much healthy for the most part. They're still missing Clayton Henry, but that's it. And um, like I said, potential-wise, I think this has the chance to be Chris Jans' best team if it all clicks, and we'll see if it can all click together. They've been pretty good so far this year. Not great, but they've been pretty good. Five and one is, is certainly a record that you'll take through the first six games with the schedule they've had so far. New Mexico State Aggies Director of Broadcasting and Play-by-Play, Adam Young, joining us. Follow him on the Twitter, at YoungPBP. That's play-by-play. Ah. Yeah, there's a little, just a little something there for you there. Uh, talking about the game tonight, Adam, talking about the matchup. Uh, what's your win streak at home now? It's like four or five in a row, right? So, so uh, you... It's actually 14. Oh, yeah, my gosh. It's, it's okay. 14 in a row. Yeah, it's 14 in a row dating back to 
two years ago, and, and I'm, I'm glad you set that up, uh, Fred, because the last loss for the Aggies was two years ago against UNM. That was the last home loss. So right. the last go. home loss came against UNM November of 2019, pre-pandemic, um, and they have not lost since that one-point home loss two years ago. And I think an interesting factor tonight, too, um, when you talk about rivalry games, I think a big part of this is who has the experience in these type of games. And UNM only has one player who's played in, in the Battle of I-25, and that's Jordan Arroyo, who has only played 10 total minutes this year for Richard Pitino. The Aggies have Johnny McCants, who's playing in his sixth career game against UNM. This will be Jabari Rice's fifth career game against UNM, and Will McNair's about to play in his third career game against UNM. So I, I do think that could be – you know, a slight advantage where guys like Mashburn and House and Singleton and so on and so forth for UNM have not played in this rivalry game. And it's, it's a different feel. It, it doesn't feel like a regular season non-conference game when these two programs get together. Adam, there's only two New Mexicans on this Aggie roster. Tell us why Coach Jans hates New Mexico so yeah, much. Yeah, great question. Take your time. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that is a trick question. Um, <laughs> You know, Johnny McCants is uh, is somebody who's from Las Cruces, and I think that was an absolutely huge get um, a number of years back, and he was the top prospect in the state, and, and he chose to stay in state. And we were talking about this yesterday a lot with the new football coach, Jerry Kill. Um, you know, even if you get kids in state who are walk arts like, it, it's a big deal um, because it puts people in the seats, um, Danny Gonzalez has done a really good job of that, I feel like, for UNM football, to give him credit for that. Um, you know, you put people in the seats and the families come out there. I, I do think it's a big deal. I actually have a broadcast partner tonight on TV. His name's Joe Garza, who played for the Aggies, was a walk-on, local kid, and he did his first game with me on TV last Wednesday, oh. and we almost didn't get on the air with him because people were coming up there and stopping him and trying to take pictures with him, say hi to him, the whole nine yards. And he was a walk-on who played like 12 minutes a game. But it was the biggest deal ever around here because one of their own was playing for the Aggies, and he was actually playing some quality minutes. So to kind of sidestep your question a bit, uh, it, it is a big deal when local kids are on the squad for sure. All right, final two questions. Who's going to win tonight? And then well, – I- what of our... I, I think the I think the Aggies win this one. Okay. I, I do. I, I think um, I think it'll be tougher in the pit, but I, I think home court advantage is very important. So then, lastly, what are our St. Louis Cardinals going to do after they mixed out a Max Scherzer? Like, is there any point in even being a part of free agency anymore? Does it matter? <laughs> I mean, I, Fred, I I saw they they got Matt, uh, but I, I, I just don't follow it closely anymore. Uh. I'm too worried about hoops over here. I, I mean, you know, I, I typically jump on the bandwagon. Like, you'll see me tweeting about the Cardinals in like October if if they, uh, you know, if they do something in the postseason. I'm, I'm a bandwagon fan now, and I used to live and die when I was a kid. Cardinal losses would hit me harder than anything else. But now I'm like, eh, you know, if if one of my family members or a friend tells me what's going on, I'm like, great, you know. But um, yeah, I did see they did not get Scherzer. I saw they got Matt, so we'll see. Uh, Adam Young, who is now dead to me, thank you for joining us on the program and talking Aggies Lobos. The big game is tonight. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock Mountain. Anything before we let you go, friend? Uh, are the SIUE Cougars in action tonight, Fred? Uh, I'll have to call Joe Pot. I'll find out. Okay. Okay. Well, let me know. That's uh, that's about as deep as a cut sure. as you will hear in New Mexico. No one knows what that acronym <laughs> nope. is. Nope. What is that acronym? Adam Young, everyone.
What a good dude. Uh, SAUE, Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, which is where Adam and I started our broadcast careers together. Isn't that crazy? You both wound up in the desert. It's insanely crazy. What are the odds? Uh, well, there's 50 states, and then all states have some colleges. We both broadcast for some of them, uh, and we have the same mentor in one Joseph Pot. So weird. Super weird. Very. Did we double or not? Did we did we double up the bet? I think we did. Double it didn't, or nothing. It didn't sound official. Okay. You might want to text him so you could have like a text history of it when the Lobos win tonight. Mashburn Jr. will have to score 50% of the points, and that means he'll have to score 50 points. And House. Him and House got to go 30 a pop. Yeah. Okay, and it's not that this Lobo team, by the way, is going to win a bunch of games. They're going to have a real good season. Yeah. This Aggies team, though, they're going to win nearly all the games. Then I make you happy, Vital. You love that, Vital. I'm a huge Aggie fan. You are a huge Aggie fan, and he has no connection to Las Cruces or New Mexico State whatsoever. Vital just likes going oppo on all you Lobo fans, so take it out on him. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. I did live down there for two <laughs> years, so there. I am kidding. We're just fifteen short minutes away from Jamie Lynn joining us to talk about. What's going on over at I Nine Sports and their non for profit? And then at five o'clock, Jeff Simbietta will join us talking to the Mexico Bowl because uh, I've never been as excited as I am for anything in the whole world. Agreed. Major League Baseball talk after this. Dave Buster's presents Two Men on Major League Baseball. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I Nine and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. It's ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. So Javier Baez is worth one million dollars. The twins, huh? You see that? Tigers, not Tigers. Twins. What am I doing? The Detroit Tigers. And that is a very team friendly deal. What it's 140 million, is that what it is? They only had to pay him for six years though. So you don't have to pay the back end of his career. I mean, he's getting paid no matter what. That's still a lot of money. Still a lot of money. But still, you only got to do six years. You don't got to do like a a back-loaded 10-year contract or anything and pay for his down years. You get prime Baez, and that's it. I feel you. They already inked Eduardo Rodriguez. I guess this is the Tigers making a move, right? Yeah, they're slowly going to make moves. Yeah, this they've been so pathetic for so long that they have a very good farm system. They got like a top five farm system, and they got some really good young arms coming up. So if you supplement that Tigers young rotation with a couple veterans, you got. They're one or two pieces away on offense. You could just catapult to the top of the AL Central in one year. Are you surprised that it's not Carlos Correa? Because him and A.J. Hinch obviously have a relationship from their days in Houston and that this is like a much more calculated, measured, I don't know what word to use, approach to baseball? Because in theory, Tigers could have paid. Could have. Well, here's the thing. They still can. And Baez instead of being a slightly above-average shortstop, will be a way above-average second baseman. 
This is the Ian Kinsler approach. You Correct. Just move them over. Yeah, just move them over. And that's what they did. That's what Baez did in New York last year after the trade. Lindor played shortstop. Baez played second. Baez's glove on shortstop is average or slightly above average. At second base, he's elite. So when you're talking about the Tigers, because last year, hey, here's a fun game. Name that Tiger shortstop. Good luck. Yeah, because if they weren't the worst in the league, they rank near the worst in the league. So no matter who you bring in, you're upgrading. Upgrade. Yeah, you just mentioned Ian Kinsler would be an upgrade. I mean, they got that Barnhart guy that's good, and Shoop is, isn't bad. That infield's not too shabby. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't see a ton of production at the plate. Barnhart isn't a starter. Barnhart should be a utility piece. Yeah. Combined shortstops for Detroit last year hit. Are you ready? I'm going to give you some lines. 228. 201. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. 275 and 321. That's anemic. I mean, that's that's the second lowest mark in baseball. Only the Pittsburgh Pirates had less production from that position. And obviously a lot to do with where it is in the lineup, blah, 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 other factors. And and good for Detroit for putting a team together in Miguel Cabrera's twilight years. Because Miguel Cabrera can still play. He can hit. Yeah. I mean, you get to put him at first base. You get to give him days off with the DH. And he can still hit. He can still knock in people. He's still got one of the best batter's eyes in the history of baseball. So if you put a team around him, Miguel Cabrera can actually be Miguel Cabrera again instead of just getting pitched around 162 games because the team is garbage. In Baez's last 2,000 plate appearances dating back to 2018, 270, 311, 508. And that 311 on base number isn't indicative of what he did the second half of last year because he started walking a lot more at the end of last year. And if Javier Baez, like with his bat and his speed, starts taking more walks, he's going to be on second base a lot. Not as easy hitting home runs in Detroit as it is in Chicago, though. Because of the depression? Is that why you're saying it that way? Yeah. Because of because everyone's sad? The Rust Belt? Is yeah. that why you feel that no, way? No, not at all. I just think it's a, <laughs> it's not a hitter's park, Detroit, that Detroit stadium. Is it because they, they look across the Admiral Bridge and they see just how wonderful and beautiful Canada is? Seven-mile road. Yeah, and they think, oh, we're still in Detroit. Is it is the max exodus of people leaving yeah. Detroit? Is it because of the economy? Why, why, why is it harder? Is it because the commute from Hamtramck to the D just isn't as, like, is like easily manageable as it used to be due to all the road construction. Can you see Ford Field from this from the home plate? This, yeah. I mean, if it if the if the home of Little Caesars isn't enough to entice you, is is it because they're jealous that their river only got caught on fire once, and they're jealous of Cleveland because Cleveland's river got caught on that, fire twice? Is that, is that why? I need to know. Is it because WWE superstar The Miz is from Cleveland, but the best thing Detroit could ever put in WWE was Big Sexy Kevin Nash? Oh, actually, that one is better. That's a really good one, actually. Yeah, that's that's not indicative. Is it because of Kid Rock? Tell me it's because of Kid Rock. That's what it is? It's Kid Rock. Is it Kid Rock's new music video? Is that why? No. It's not a parody on, on Kid Rock music videos. It's an actual it's Kid an Rock actual music Kid Rock video. It's, not a, it's Kiss. It's not a satire of, uh, it's not a Yankovic. What, Fred? Is Weird Al going to have to Yankovic? 
I think this move for Bias to the Tigers is good just because of how bad the Tigers were at the position. Uh, if you gave $140 million to Baez to play, for example, any team was pursuing, like Carlos Correa or Trevor Story, like, like that's actually pursuing, I'd be like, that's bad. The that's rumor a is bad move. turned down $180 million from the Cubs. That was weird. I'm okay with it. It's weird to me he left New York because I thought him and Lindor were like best yeah, buddies. True. Yeah, that yeah. was – that was the vibe. That, that was the whispers that he was going to take a team-friendly deal to stay in New York. Then he saw those big contracts that New York was handing out, and he's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I'm not doing a team-friendly yeah. deal. You're giving money away to everyone. Why would I take a team-friendly deal? He's like, don't make me show you my inner Brian Kelly. Instead, I'm taking my talents to Detroit. How bad is it if like if you're like, hey, man, I'm going to give you more money and you can be in a cooler city? He's like, no, nah, I'd rather go. No, no, thanks. Yeah, hey, the Cubs are so bad, I would rather go to Detroit. Did you hear what I just said? Maybe he really likes Eminem. Yes. Yeah. To be fair. Mm, to be fair. To be fair. Everyone really likes Eminem. He's universally liked by everyone except for Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. And Donald Trump. And his own mother. And his own mother. And wife and child. <laughs> <laughs> and Haley M. Well, good luck, Detroit. Baez is one of the most undisciplined hitters I've ever seen. Hey, but Van just said he's hey, going to them walks up. Look at those, look at those, walk, those on-base numbers, second half of last season. When we get back, Jamie Lynn of I-9 Sports, we're going to talk about Giving Tuesday. Dave and Buster's present two men on Giving Tuesday. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program, we've been giving you the best sports talk possible because it's Giving Tuesday, Van. Okay, to back up my intrinsic knowledge about Javier Baez's second half. Yes, his on-base percentage was three fifty nine in the second. Oh, who knew? Very un-Baez-esque of Baez. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, friend in real life, owner of I-9 Sports, Jamie Lynn, to talk about what they're doing with their non-for-profit wing, which helps youth in the community overcome some of the barriers that keep them from athletics. Jamie, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. How you doing? Oh, I love that. Good, good. I like the energy. Yeah, that's the energy we need. Sweet. Uh, obviously, we talk about <laughs> I-9 sports every single day on this program as we do our I-9 varsity at the end of every show. Uh, but what we do not often enough talk about is the non-for-profit efforts of I-9 sports, Van, and that's why we're having Jamie on uh, to kind of see what's going on with the non-for-profit and, and how you guys are helping positively impact the community that is Albuquerque and its surrounding metro area. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, you want me to tell you a little bit about that? All of it, please. Okay. So I, I know we're all Sport Talk Radio, and it might come as a shock to people, but I-9 Sports um, not-for-profit doesn't only focus on sports. It's a big focus, of course, to make sure that uh, any kid and any family that wants access to sports has it and that we don't say no under any circumstances. You know, we find a way, but we also support uh, kids and families in the community in other extracurricular activities. And it's not all I-9 sports, right? Obviously, we don't do violin lessons and piano lessons or um, let's see, what's a crazy one? We've supported a person who wanted to go do breakdancing 
for the Olympics, and they were having a world-level competition. Heck yes, so you could you could just yeah. say my name on air, <laughs> Jamie. It was me. You could just say it was Van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We've had um, kiddos apply for FFA um, to go for their school, the marching band for FFA. You know, this national trip, and we've had kids that. Um, what was it? Just, oh, a horseback riding program for the differently abled um, had a competition out of state. They've applied before. So we're just really focused on never saying no to kids who want to do something extra uh, in addition to school in their lives. And so we're constantly raising money to provide those opportunities and also to teachers. We've done multiple instances of uh, one of the most recent ones was Bristlebot Robots, uh, these little Bristlebots for an entire set of second grade classes for a school or a field trip to the zoo. We've done that type of thing. So as much as we're focused on sports and we know how much it enhances kids' lives in other ways, you know, their academics, their ability to get out of the house, especially with COVID here recently. I know we all can't wait for that to go away, but it still impacts kids, and athletics is one of the ways that they can get out. So that's our big focus is making sure that, that kids and families have access to all sorts of activities that they otherwise might not. We set up the donation option, uh, which is through our nine sports at our website, Van, helpyourboys.com. So go to helpyourboys, B O I S.com, and that will redirect you to the I 9 Sports Association Chapter 280 donation option. Uh, whenever you, Jamie, you say that you help kids, uh, like, like follow their breakdancing dreams, what does that mean? <laughs> is, that, is that a monetary donation? Is that a you sit down with the family and figure out how? Like, what is the process and how is I 9 involved in, in helping individuals that, that maybe need? it oh it is it's a simple process we have um the website that's i9sa.org is even a national website but we have multiple locations on there um it's just the easiest way to apply for our grants directly if you were to go to i9sa.org and select new mexico and we're the only chapter listed for new mexico you fill out a little form and so for example the break dancer he went through the effort filled out the form himself and asked for funds towards uh, going out of state to compete at a national level to bring it to the Olympic stage. And I'm, if you Google it, I had to I had to Google it to make sure someone wasn't pulling my chain, that there was legitimate uh, efforts to bring breakdancing to the Olympic stage. And there, it's there. They're trying. And, and he filled it out and they had uh, someone write them a little letter of recommendation, Aww. and that's it. Then we do our best to fulfill as much effort as we can. But like I said, we have yet to say no to helping in some way to every person who's requested it. But, Jamie, my kid doesn't want to break dance, and he has an irrational fear of robots. What traditional sports can he do at I-9? <laughs> so if you wanted to play with I-9, we do flag football, soccer, basketball, t-ball, cheer, um, volleyball, and uh, we also help kids play sports with other groups. We've written grant checks for um, YAFL. We've written grant checks for uh, YMCA. We've written grant checks for all sorts of other groups around here, different soccer programs, karate. That's a big one that kids have asked for. 
you know, is karate as well. Um, but any of the traditional sports, we just support kids being active. Jamie, the best the best way to donate to you is through the website, correct? Absolutely. Cool. Yep, that's it. That is the easiest way. And we have linked that to helpyourboysboys.com. So check that out, and you can make a donation to I Sports Association and help them help some people in the community. Jamie, thank you so very much for squeezing us in. We know you had tight time tonight. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for thinking of us. Yep. Be good, friend. Thanks, Jamie. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, competitive Olympic breakdancing. Put that on the things, list of things I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. We're two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. We're two men on bowling. New Mexico Bowl. Is Are you ready for this? I got the countdown. Are you ready? 17 days, 22 hours, and 10 minutes from now. Okay. It's on the website. It's not like I had that off the top of my head. I thought you had it off the top of your head. No, they got the, I'm oddly mean, impressed. It's because you need to go to the website, NewMexicoBowl.com, and it gives you a countdown, a countdown to it. It's like uh, New Year's, but for the New Mexico Bowl. I'm really excited for multiple reasons. Number one, it's the best show in town yes. all year. Number two, I start drinking early on that day. Oh. And you know I love excuses to drink early. I didn't need an excuse. Okay. That's a great answer. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't even, I've never understood the rules. Well, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I mean, like, who made the rules that it got to be 5 o'clock? Not sure if Jeff Simbietta is aware that we are live on the air, <laughs> well, but he yeah. is joining us on the program. <laughs> you mean this thing's live? Like, you can talk in the, they can't hear me anyway. You didn't turn my mic up. So no well, I, I got you. I don't think you have your headphones <laughs> up. Your mic's way up. <laughs> oh, look at that. All right, so, yeah. so you can hear me when I'm talking? It's uh, Well, you've never sat in that seat because I'm in I, your seat. I swear to God, I don't think I've ever sat in this satin. <laughs> I've never sat in the seat. <laughs> the seat is not made out of satin yeah. either. Well, maybe once. once never but never not cotton anymore. in that seat. I've never sat in Jeff, you survived seat. Vegas. You look great. <sighs> Thank you, though. Hey, you're the hardest working guy in this whole city. I don't know if that's right. Well, I, um, I got a lot of jobs, but I don't know if <laughs> I, I work, I'm, I'm the hardest working. There's a big difference between working a lot and working efficiently. But. So, I mean, the New Mexico school basically just puts itself on right you don't have to do very much you just you just yeah. make a call or two and then you do this yeah yeah i get to cruise all year and then i work for about two weeks how fortunate everybody <laughs> says what do you do all, all what, what do you do all year yeah. nothing uh, this thing just happens and um yeah it's the beauty of my job and i've got to hold it for coming up on our 16th bowl game which is relatively beyond stupid um in in less than three weeks and when you wrote the charter you were going to change presidents every two years never and, once said and, that no absolutely <laughs> not. um uh, the, the charter said no uh there is no charter um and and term limits were not part of the discussion when i when i when i accepted this position. classic symbiote mess around really the way i see it yeah. okay six sixteen bowl games yeah, he's 16. also the president there go two of my questions yeah. you got you got one on deck well it's like executive <laughs> director i wouldn't i mean president sounds way too extreme i mean i'm just merely the executive there's director. no one elected you uh exactly yeah. although I'm, I'm sure there's some appointed presidents like like university presidents are appointed right i think there's like a selection committee so yeah, they'd be uh, appointed yeah. yeah so you're correct yeah uh, yeah so sure. it's not I, now also a little confusing there's a student body president that's which, elected. And that's elected yeah, that person would be elected but i don't even know what the qual- i never voted in that i don't know though in high school did you <sighs> Sure you did. In high school, you voted on student body presidents and class presidents. I was class clown, yeah. but I, is that appointed or elected? Um, earned. Yeah, earned. Yeah, earned. earned. I, was, I was the high school treasurer. What does that and mean? And I had no idea until like two days later. 
because okay. I didn't enter my name into the hat whatsoever, and they just stuck me with it. So I've held offices throughout. There's two that I've never wanted. One was treasurer. Treasurer, you got to work. And one was scribe. Like, you know, there's always like a scribe, the note taker, the secretary. I'm, I'm glad you scribe. When did you go to school? Yeah, what year is this? 1821 <laughs> in yield. Paradise. It, it was. I mean, what it, quill did you use? Yeah, you got tired. Oh, you got no, tired of dipping the, right the feather. Pen. No, no. I mean, it, you would get about six words out of it. if you get a good mm-hmm. dip in there. Okay. You, you would get. And, good, but good, the good. feather was really what impressed me. I would watch the feather more move yeah. than actually my penmanship, and hence, hence the penmanship was was not very. Uh, joining the the jester that is Van Nunley, the scribe Jeff Simbieta, talking mm. about the New Mexico Bowl on December the eighteenth. So that's not Saturday, but next Saturday. Is that right? Is it only two weeks away? No, there's two Saturdays in between. Oh, okay. This Shoot, forthcoming. God, I, I, I might have just soiled myself. Um, no, it's, it's this was the fourth, then the eleventh, and then the eighteenth. Okay. Shoot. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. So like, whoa, whoa. Did I? Mo- I, I lost one. So you. So it's the big game. <laughs> Selection Sunday is Sunday. This yeah, this weekend. So you'll. Do you have an inkling? Can you just give a hint? You don't know yet. I have inklings. Yeah. I, so I've done this. Th- there's been years. And not as recent, where I've had a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. I want to say there was one year out of the six. I mean, last year is such an anomaly that that I we we actually. Announced hey, hey buddy, hey, it's good to see you. Now. <laughs> <laughs> the visual. Well, b- behind the scenes, yeah, the other little... microphone was blocking me. And... Uh, I, I had uh, when you go to the game. What do they call those impaired seats? Or um... yeah, partial vision. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I was my visual band was impaired. Um, I, I think BYU um, in the fifth year we invited early. Uh, before selection Sunday, so so there's so much like, like everybody says. Well, you got to know, you got to know. Well, I've got an idea, but things are slotted right now. Like let's just say the Mountain West, right? We're, sure. we're going to get a Mountain West team. We we have ideas of where things are going to go, but but so much of it is, is based on Cincinnati going to a New Year's Six Bowl. But let me play you a scenario that's real and that has to be accounted for. And this is why nothing's going to happen before Sunday. What if San Diego State beats Utah State and wins the Mountain West Conference Championship? And Houston beat Cincinnati in the American. Improbable, but not impossible, correct? Could, I would agree. Could yeah. Houston beat Cincinnati? Sure. Yeah. I just watched North Texas beat UTSA the other day. So then the highest ranked group, Cincinnati doesn't go to, the, go to a group of five. Not only are they out of the playoff, they don't go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Right. Because it goes to the highest ranked group of five champion. That would be Houston would be their champion. So Cincinnati's out of the contention. Well, would San Diego State be ranked higher than Houston? Well, they are right now. And so then San Diego State could be taken out of the Mountain West mix, could go into the group into the New Year's Six Bowls, which would shuffle everything in the Mountain West. And so that's why you know when 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 I I've had all our board members and and I hate saying I I don't know, I have an idea, and there's this scenario, that scenario, that scenario, and then there's going to be Sunday that. Stuff drops out of the sky. There's been selection Sundays where the Marshall year, where that that came out. I got I get a call from ESPN. Hey, so it's going to be Marshall. Stand by. Earlier that day, it was Boise State, Utah State in in our game. And I'm like, wow, that's insane. Um, we kind of moved everything around, and then oh wait, wait, this is your game again, right? And so, do I, so the do I have an inkling gap. Um, do I know for sure? No. Regardless, the New Mexico carousel will be on the 18th, like whichever team it is. Yeah. That's okay. We're on. We're playing at 12:15. Um, on Saturday afternoon, which I mean, and, and what do you guys think of the time time slot? I, I love it for sure. That's it, I'm a because here in the desert, look, it's a beautiful moment. That's a beautiful part of the day. Yeah, 
So can I tell you the story of the time slot? Uh, more than, yes, please. I have all day. When we started this bowl game in 2006, we went on that first Saturday. Now, this is, there were no games on Friday. Now there's going to be two games on Friday. But we were first. Right. And nobody wanted to be first because if you were first, you were worst. And then all of a sudden, there's the Rose Bowl. Well, and then there's the Mobile GoDaddy Bowl and the Birmingham Bowl. And I'm like, okay, those games aren't better than the Rose Bowl. And so instead of just saying, well, I don't want to be on the, I, I embraced it. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to be first. I, I want it to start in Albuquerque. And by the way, what's more valuable than any of it is Saturday afternoon. Yes. I mean, do you want to be Tuesday night? You want to be you want to be, you want to be the eighteenth game played on Thursday night after the that bowl, or do you want to be Saturday afternoon on ESPN? And so we have fought. It, it turned into a battle, honestly, for a long time to hold on to that slot because then everybody's like, "Whoa, that's actually pretty." damn good and it's saturday afternoon on espn like people watch the game people watch the game sure um year after year after year people watch the game now some bet more than others because some of the games have been better than others but we have fought like hell saturday afternoon is college football and for us to have a saturday afternoon slot on the first saturday of bowl week and uh, we've been on the third saturday of december for 15 out of the 16 years you know exclude the COVID year I'm proud of what we've done. I'm proud. I'm the only one. People used to say to me, what are you going to do when the bowl game goes away? Like, what are you, are you going back into TV? And I'm like, where's the bowl game? going?" I, I was the only one dumb enough maybe to think the bowl game was going to be here for a long time. And I, I don't know. You decide what a long time is, but I'm going to tell you, 16 years kind of expired a lot of people's expectations. So I'm, I'm proud of what we've done and what we've done for this community. The tickets are currently on sale. They're on sale at NewMexicoBowl.com. Click on the Get Tickets link. Today is the last day for the pre-sale discount, correct? That's correct. Starting tomorrow, which I believe would be December 1, they go up to $40 or 35 today okay yeah so yeah so get in today if you're going to get in early and have that savings uh the ticket gets you into the game but anyone can go to the pep rally right that's correct other pep rally on friday um which is actually really fun it's out at old town plaza we have the two bands out there van tate kind of run it well kind of he runs it yeah um we we asked the the head coach a couple captains come out every year some teams come out it, it's always different the, the cheer squads are there and we do the dance off and the mascot off thing and we were told once it's not a battle of the bands the bands are not here to battle the bands do not compete the bands support so it's but, a, but. So it's a pep rally and a a dueling celebration of the bands oh we don't that. use the word they dueling. don't duel they don't battle they we play me it's a freaking concert i guess i don't know i've been i've been to a few of them and it is an absolute blast and old town plaza is packed Isn't that perfect for it with bands and fans and family it is an absolute blast. So you got to get out. Number one, get out to the game. Number two, check out the prep route. What What is your favorite, Jeff? Because you, you just said you're going on your 17th. What is your favorite, like, come to Albuquerque and see the culture of the community from a visiting player or coach or fan? What is your favorite story that you can recall quickly of someone just falling in love with the 505? Well, so th- there was, I remember the Marshall people, uh, the Temple people, when they got off the plane and they're eyes more so even the temple kids they'd yep. never seen mountains right I mean, yeah you got a lot of east coast many inner city kids they get off the plane on, on a spectacular day clear and there's that mountain you know with the snow on the mountains of course and their eyes getting just huge and then and then the uh, the temple people i'm sorry the, the marshall folks at first they didn't want to be here they want to go to a florida bowl that's where they recruit and i finally like look give your kids another experience you go to florida every year and they uh by the end of it they were saying we we just love the culture and that green chili sauce is so good we love that (laughs) sauce and on i remember sunday as i was moving out of the hotel there were all they were we're staying our flat we pushed our flight back and we're going to that knob hill area and we're doing shopping love that and we're and and so they they were they're spending their money they love the food i will tell you that everybody who's come here um rich rodriguez 
has been here twice, um, asked to come back uh, after the Fiesta Bowl, has told us the experience. That's what I'm most proud of, the experience that the coaches, the student-athletes, the fans have. It's a party. It's a celebration for us. But, I mean, ultimately, what's my business? Who who am I? You know, who my task to take care of? It's it's got to be the student athletes first, and give them the experience they deserve. Everything else has to come in after that and follow with that. Um, but watching the, the Fred, there's been times just guys opening their 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 backpacks and thank you, sir. Like going through this. Oh, we get these Oakleys. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Like you know, and coming up to me during the week, and it's it's like okay. Sir is kind of freaking me out. First of all, <laughs> um, but it, it's just rewarding and validating. You got you got time for one more? Yeah, I, I got I got a couple of me. I'm, I'm, I got to pick up my daughter at six, so I, okay. I, I carved out the hour pretty much. Or right, well, minutes. let's grab a break. We'll do this if quick that works as possible. For you. Yeah, I don't want to take your time away from me. We're two men on. <laughs> we're two men on Jeff Simbietta on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Oh my God! Joining us on Two Men on Star of the Opening Drive. Sports icon, uh, community icon, uh, uh, polarizing figure. One Jeff Symbietta on the program. I cannot believe this. Yeah. What's up, boys? Shoe game very it, strong to today, by the is way. Shoe game, right? Yeah, it's very strong. What is that? Is that suede? I think it's suede, isn't it? I don't even think there's any. Like oh, a, there's a little shade in there. So is that a high top sneaker? That's a dress shoe. What are you like doing here? Boots. Sneaker boot. Russell Westbrook. No, you have that. Get out of his closet. I believe those are called Bushmasters. Is that what they're? Oh, yeah, like like a high Kurt top. Kurt boot. I'm a shoe guy. Oh, a boot so sneaker. Yeah. Yeah. Come tray. I got. I got some shoes. I got, I got a few. I got a few. Then sometimes I, I fail. Um, no, thank you for. Uh, by, by the way, I think I've said this to you publicly, but congratulations on on your endeavor, oh, your you. your signing of your uh, Max Scherzer like deal here at Sports <laughs> Animal and and uh, becoming permanent fixtures on the afternoon show on on the New Mexico Sports Leader. I'm, I'm I'm happy for you guys. I'm proud of you guys, and I I wish you nothing but the best. I know you guys worked your tails off, and and uh, congratulations. Well, much like Max Scherzer, yes. We're still getting paid from our old gig too. Yeah, so yeah. So the Nas- the Nationals are also paying us. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And also Vanda's know I underwrit a little Bobby Bonilla deal into my end. That's even better. So yeah. That's even better. I have been fired a bunch of times. I don't think I've ever been I get the Doug Martin treatment instead of the the the, uh, the, the Ed Orgeron treatment when I get fired. That's a that's a old radio saying. Years ago, I started at a uh, like a alternative rock morning show thing or whatever, and I remember walking to the office and one of the first things I heard from one of the curmudgeons was, uh, you know, just hey, can't wait till you get fired because that's that's how radio works. You yeah. Know? First time I got fired, I was really down, and and all the guys that have been in the business for a while. Ah, oh, everybody gets fired at least once. Yep. And then I got fired more than once. So I'm like, huh? Oh, everybody gets oh, yeah. fired, and I kept failing upward. And and then the next time I was like, you know what? I believe in myself enough that something better is going to happen. And and um, so you started the New Mexico Bowl. That's what you said. Eventually, yeah. And, and and to be honest with you, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me professionally. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've had like like professionally i've been blessed that was me um i've had great gigs great gigs i moved here in two uh, 25 years ago in 1996 oh welcome i was the uh, you know i sports guy channel seven when i got here i had great i've had great professional gigs um they're still trying to replace you over there at seven they got <laughs> but i've never been more proud and and satisfied professionally than with this bowl game because we've created something for the community that that i know and, and I, whatever the criticism is i know the positive things that this has done for this community. Now, have, have we done it Rose Bowl level? Like, 
we're not the Rose Bowl, but we're the New Mexico Bowl, and I'm proud of that. I know that restaurants and I know that hotels and establishments do well around our game because of our game. I know people have come here simply because of our game. I know our game has is, is brought positive exposure to our state and brought tourism here. And, and so I, I'm proud. You know, you, you talk about community and everybody, you know, we want to do something and in our little way. I hope we have. And I, I you asked me during the break, are you, are you proud of this? And, and I am. I am proud of it. And um, I've heard, you know, why don't you go do this? And why don't you go? Do, I've heard that radio career and bowl wise. Well, what, what, first of all, I'm a divorced dad that is not leaving my daughter. Okay. So, so there's a reason I've stayed in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so I've decided, I knew I was going to be here for a long time and I've decided to try to make it as good for myself as I can. I've got two, sometimes three, sometimes four great jobs that I love and, and I'm proud of what we've done. And, and to, so to your point, and I know you asked me that off the air, but um, it resonated with me as we came back on. Yeah, I'm proud of what we've done. I'm proud of what we've done for this community. And, you know, whenever you talk about the New Mexico Bowl, it's, it's held in conversation with things that are really iconic in the state, right? It's held in conversation with like the Balloon Fiesta or the I State so. Fair or, so. or, or some of these other large gatherings we have of individuals and culture and community. And with that said, uh, it's it's of a legacy idea, right? And, and how neat and interesting it is for you and the Bowl to be able to interact with some legacy businesses here from New Mexico and Albuquerque. Who has kind of been along the path with you, maybe for in the beginning or stand out to you that has been like real proud of being number one from the 505, but then number two, to be a part of the New Mexico Bowl. Yeah, we've got um, a board, an executive board, which is a non-governing board. It's kind of like the first team model. It, it, they, people pay to be on the board and, and they get swag and tickets and, and, and have input on, on stuff, but it's a non-governing board sure. because ESPN owns the event and so ESPN governs us. But I think we have 16 charter members from from. T- from 2006 we're still with us. It's a lot of pullovers. Well, I think it's a lot of pullovers and jackets and luggage and backpacks yeah. and all kinds of stuff that they and 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 balls they've got. Um Visit Albuquerque, which used to be the Albuquerque Convention Visitors Bureau has been uh with us 100% from day 1. Tanya Armento who's the president there, we have never had a better friend and she understands it. Started with Dale Lockett who was the president. He was in San Antonio, saw what the Alamo Bowl did for that city and and they've been with us ever since. The New Mexico Tourism Department has been a big part of what we've done through three different administrations through the Richardson administration for whom I worked, uh through Susana Martinez's administration and now through Governor Lujan Grisham. Um and, and they've been really the anchors of what we've done and 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 th- this is you you hit on it dead straight. Um these things don't happen without community. No. And the community, you know, we've had partners, whether, you know, it's Southern Glacier Wine and Spirit, Admiral Beverage, who have been with us, I mean, literally since day one. And then, you you know, you start naming partners and you you, you, you leave people out. But we have, we've been really, our, our retention makes me believe we treat people well and they want to be with, with us and, and, and they're proud of what we do. So. Kickoff Saturday of this Lobo football season, yeah. New Mexico Bowl had a wonderful tailgate tent. Mm. And you were so nice to invite me. And when I say invite me, I snuck in when no one was looking. No, I saw you. <laughs> so, and I, I had the amazing conversation. You weren't there. You, you, with, you, well, I had to host the you, show that day. We were still weekends at was, that point. Well, but we were well in the afternoon. In fact, <laughs> I, I it, it went, out. And it was an opening day. It was the uh, New Mexico State game. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, and you were yeah, so thanks. natally clad for a for a afternoon football game. Well, as yeah. always, oh, look at me now. You're a little schwitzy, it looked like. Yeah, you know, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So I had the most interesting uh, conversations with people on your New Mexico Bowl team. Oh. And so much goes into it. I know... We joked with you earlier that you only work two weeks a year, yeah. but this is a year-round process. Yeah. And one of the people I talked to was your flyover guy. Oh, lucky! I had no idea <laughs> how much work goes into getting a flyover. Literally saw the final paperwork from the Pentagon come through today. 
um, and I don't think I've opened it yet. Um, but we got the final documentation. Uh, Bob Lucero, lucky, uh, it takes care of that. He's an older, you know, retired Air Force guy. He's not old. He's a retired Air Force guy. He just got married. Him and Penny got married two, maybe three weekends oh, ago. And I, was sport, I, I got yeah. back from uh, from the Colorado trip in Boulder with the Lobos and went to their wedding on Sunday. I missed the actual wedding, but was there for part of it. But um, that's, on, yeah. that's on brand. That makes sense. Well, but I, but the flight got in late. So I would yeah. claim too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a hundred percent true. Um, but yeah, he he deals with all the paperwork with the Pentagon and Department of Defense and and the Air Force bases, and we're so lucky to have that guy. We, we before him, we had another gentleman out out at um, at Kirtland Air Force Base. But we, we, Van, you hit on on you said our team. So there's two of us who are full time employees, just me and Monica. And, and Monica Roberts has worked for us for, gosh, ten years. But the last two years, she's been full time. She's unbelievable. I've watched her the last couple of days. I don't know how she's keeping everything straight. But we've got a, a, a lane of people, so we've got a, a Josh Castle, Dr. Castle, will fly in. He's a professor at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. He flies in for, for Bull Week, handles the officials and runs stuff. And Wes will fly in from Houston. And Lydia comes from her job. And Kara comes from her job. And Amber's going to come and handle the bands and, and the volunteers. And, and it, it, it's uh, Sarah does our, our – um, our social media and Esther comes in and runs the fan fest. And so there's two of us. Carrie's coming back from Texas to do operations. And all of a sudden I'm going to have this team of about 10 of us and we won't have a staff meeting and everybody will fill their lane. And, and we've done this. It's an amazing team that, that I, I, there's so much that I don't know. I know when I have to know, which is what that so, so really cool. I like, I hear stories after up in the suite when we're having drinks or in my, well, might might have some in my office after the game. And, um, and, and I hear stories that, stuff I didn't need to know about that they all took care of. And, and your point's so right on the people. It, it, it's This family has been so special to me. And um, my brother comes in every year, and he's like, dude, these people are, are so great. And, and they they're, he says to me, they, they love you. I don't know if they love me. I think they love what we do. But hopefully I've treated them well. Right. And I, you know, hopefully, I mean, ultimately it's on me. Um but they come back every year, and and I, I hope I'm good to them, and 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 that's why you know part of why they're coming back. You're talking about everyone has helped you get here along the way. You're talking about everyone helps put it together, um, and every year there's something new. There's a new twist. There's a new exciting thing. What is the what's the new thing this year? What's the thing that's got you most excited to expose not just to the players and the coaches and the teams involved, but the fans? What, what is that thing? Yeah, being home. Is I love one that. Of them. Yeah, um, just being home, and and uh, we partnered with the Jennifer Reardon Foundation. Uh, for the kickoff for Kaius. Excellent. And, Excellent. And, um, Jennifer was was a dear friend of mine. And I, I think most of you, and I know you guys know the story, um, and Jennifer it, it was part of what we did. And uh, not last year in Frisco, but the two years prior, we, we had Jennifer's name uh, um, in the border on the field. We partnered with uh, Mike and the Jennifer Reardon Foundation to be the kickoff for kindness. I have worn um, these big, kind, loving, caring, and sharing bracelets since Jennifer passed. I think I've, I've ended every radio broadcast I've done since the day Jen died, uh, asking people to be kind, loving, caring, and sharing. The intent uh, is to have a stencil. Um, you know how the NFL does under the goalposts yes. and the border, you know, rend racism. Um, our intent is... Uh, uh, Assuming the stencil gets done, be kind, loving, caring, and sharing, and have that there. And um, it, it, I'm, I, we're going to honor kindness heroes is what we're calling them, the people who have been getting us through this pandemic. And I say getting us because I don't think we're through, whether they're educators or, or frontline workers or law enforcement or fire, um, medical personnel, just to really say thank you to them and, and get tickets out. Um, we might have a new title sponsor that we announce sometime soon um, that might 
have a lot of tickets to donate. Um, we've had a lot of partners. You see Targus on there. Targus is donating tickets to educators. The New Mexico Rail Runner is dedic- uh, donating tickets to frontline workers uh, just to say thank you. And, and hopefully everybody comes out and has a party and, 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 and let's celebrate for a day. Jeff Simbieta, thank you so very much for taking some time out of your busy schedule of four or five different jobs at one time. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule of two men on, and uh, I appreciate you making time for me. Jeff, you're pretty good at this. At what? You hey, might you want to try to give this radio thing a shot. <laughs> What's that? This radio. You're it, doing good. It's, he's a natural, Vital. Into these things. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because when you're good at something, you don't realize how difficult it is, and that's you. That's what this is here. This is, you. Be good to my guy, Vital. He's the best, man. He's, he's, uh, you're lucky to have him. We've tried for two and a half years to get him to run away, and he just he stands firm. He's, he's the best ever. I'm not sure he can run anymore, then maybe that's why he stays with <laughs> I can, and I can't, can't move. Hey, um, keep going. Do what you do. Appreciate appreciate you. Best of luck to you too. I'm, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. And uh, and, and thanks for thanks for giving our game a little love. No punchline here. Uh, thank you for the kind words. That's a big deal to me. Cheers. Two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. animal. Back live in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. And tell you what, it's feeling a bit lonely in here since Jeff Simbietta left. A lot of warmth just walked out of that door. Very nice guy. You don't say. New Mexico Bowl, get your tickets right now. Uh, NewMexicoBowl.com. And then there's a tab, literally big red. Just click on it. It says get tickets. They're pre-selling today. Get them before midnight. They go up five bucks tomorrow. Buy like a 10-pack tonight. You're going to save 50 bucks. And we're talking like, like they're all 35 bucks, but if you buy them now, you can be 50-yard line. Yeah. You can be like right there. Now, the end zone ones, those are a little cheaper. Those are like the $20 boys, which are good. Those are good boys. No, I thought there was anything wrong with uh-uh. that. But yeah, if you buy them now, you can get right there on the uh, on the goalie boy. So by goalie, I meant 50-yard line. I don't know why I said goal. There's a couple spectacles here in town that I think you don't miss. Like, obviously, Monster Truck. That's a given. Twice a year. Twice a year. That's my. I wear my Billy Ray Cyrus Tour t-shirt twice a year. I say... Both Monster Truck rallies. As you should. Yeah. I say skip both of the comic things. Don't go to those. those are, Comic-Con? Yeah, those are garbage. Yeah, not into that. No, those are stupid. But... Stuff Mexico, to buy. No, I mean, come on now. There's Amazon now. There's eBay now. You don't need to go and get surrounded by super weird culture... Because I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, Hawkeye hasn't caught me yet. You haven't watched Hawkeye yet? Not into it. No? No, I, I tried. Oh, you started it. Yeah. It just haven't got its teeth in you. You and I spent a lot of time together outside of You're a big Jeremy Renner guy. I'm a huge Jeremy Renner guy. Yeah. You're literally a huge Jeremy Renner guy. The biggest. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is going on here? Why aren't you captivating? I'm not willing to have that conversation with people I don't know. Hmm. Unless it's on the radio. Then, I mean, call the program. <laughs> Talk it all out. College football is the talk. I think we should continue it after the talk about the New Mexico Bowl. And there is a uh, – Jeff was talking about the carousel of teams that could be available to the New Mexico Bowl. How about the carousel of coaching right now, right? Yeah, that's bonkers. People downgrading. Taking, air quotes, lesser jobs. Who has said that? Because everyone who said that is a liar. You think USC is a better job than Oklahoma? Uh, do you okay, want- first off. 
We're not talking about Los yep. Angeles. Yes, we are. And Norman. 100% we are. <laughs> okay. Just the football program, USC is a downgrade. Yes, it is not. What I'm telling you, Oklahoma, Norman? Norman, Oklahoma versus Los Angeles. Cool. Is the only argument. Miss me with that. Like, it's hey USC all day. The greatest college football player of all time went to USC. O.J. Simpson. I think you're the, the, the greatest comedic actor, O.J. Simpson. Ah, oh, you're talking about star of Naked Gun, O.J. Simpson? Yes. Yeah, it's very good. Who's the other guy? I can't even remember his name. It's I'm, all about O.J. in that movie. The big Leslie Nielsen guy. Who? Not Reggie Bush. Who's Reggie Bush? Who's Leslie Nielsen? Is he, is he the is he the other guy in Naked Gun? Yeah. With O.J.? Correct. Oh. O.J. was the star. Uh, obviously. Reggie Bush? Who about Lindo Wright? No. I don't care about Matt Leinert. I don't care about Carson Palmer. I don't care about uh, Joe Smith or the other Joe Smith. What were those wide receivers' names? They were all Smiths. They were all Smiths. Yeah. None of those guys matter. Not like a metal Smith or like a leather Smith. Like their last name was. Yeah. Yeah. But the USC job is a far better job. Because of Los Angeles. Yes. Because of the southern coast of California. You know, because you're one of those guys. I'm about to t- attack you a little bit right Okay, here. go at me personally. <laughs> you're you're one of those guys that's like, I need work-life balance. Well, I tell you what, man, you don't. You just need life. And if you think you can get work-life balance in Norman, Oklahoma, you're a loser. Okay, that is obviously the argument, is that it's better. No, you just have life. Southern California is obviously better than the middle of Oklahoma. Yeah, so That's not the argument. What is the argument? That Oklahoma is a way better program. They're moving to the SEC. They have a way bigger recruiting budget. They have an established program. Now he has to go to USC and start it all over from scratch. In a league that's not very good over the years. The Pac-12? The Pac-12 is the best conference in all of all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, uh, probably wrestling, definitely golf. Like football. the pack, it's the best football conference. Period. No, it's not even close to being. Oh, the best okay. Football. Are you ranking it by play or jerseys? <laughs> Here we go. Because <laughs> I'm telling you about the stuff that moves the meter, and also, can I please talk to you about name, image, likeness? If you're Is talking it, jerseys, he should be coaching Oregon. Mm, what conference are they in? Or Maryland. Who is Lincoln Riley? Is a question you would have asked me three days ago, and I would have said, I have no clue. Oh, he's the coach, the ex-coach of Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley, the grandson of Abraham Lincoln? I don't and By know. the way, is Lincoln Riley related to all of my exes? He did an interview that said he's never leaving Oklahoma, he loves the program, and then the next day he's going to USC. Are, the, Lincoln Riley just took all of my ex-girlfriend's playbook. That's very smart. First, you, you say you love me, and the next day... You 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 move to Los Angeles, California. Good job, Stacy. <laughs> and then your boy in Notre Dame. Okay, this one I get. Chip Kelly, Chip. This is another one. Greener pastures. Would you rather be in Louisiana or the middle of Indiana? So would you have would you rather be having would you rather like be minutes away from New Orleans and Jazz Fest or would you rather have leprechaun nightmares every night 
If I was with br- some old church bells going off next to you. If I was Brian Chip Kelly, uh-huh. what I would do is walk out of Notre Dame and never go back to that cult that is Notre Dame. South Bend is for like the criminally devious. It's a weird culture. Are you talking about priests? A lot. I am talking about priests. Okay. <laughs> but I'm specifically talking about the culture that surrounds Notre Dame University. It is a weird place. You think just for 50 years you're the only game on NBC, so you're a bigger deal than you are. And here's the thing. You're not a deal at all. And you're surrounded by weird eyes and weird microscopes and weird magnifying glasses of all these people. And by the way, the alum of Notre Dame, outside of Tim Keller, is the weirdest of any alum outside of Penn State. Okay. Well, both true. Both true. Both true. By by the way, uh, you're talking about Pac-12 jerseys. Notre Dame's helmets are the best in the business. The look is iconic. Yes. The fight song is iconic. Yes. And it's it's such a bad school. You what, can't pay someone six million dollars to work there. What do you call that wall that you touch on the way down? What is it? The it's not the wailing wall. That's what popped into my head. I believe it's the wailing wall. It's not the wailing wall. Whatever it's called, that's probably where COVID started. All those people touching the same wall over and over again. Forget China. That shit started in the hallway. I believe it's called the Morgan Whalen Wall. Is Morgan Whalen Wall. Okay. <laughs> it's Wrap up college football talk after the break. Dame Busters presents two men on how bad Notre Dame is. Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The sports animal. All right, Michael. You know, I make a lot of jokes, but I know you love college football in a way that's actually serious. I do? Yes, you do. I know you do. Oh, luckily for you, the phone I rings. Like the, I like the NFL. Gotta go. Yeah. Ah. Here's what I'm saying, friend of the show. Van stepped away for a moment. To go from South Bend, which is basically Chicago, to LSU. And I, I know you're, hey, I'm, I'm a big college football fan, and LSU has the lineage, and they're the team, and, and, and that's where you're going to win the most, and and you're playing in the South and all that. I get all that. I get all that conversation. And I get the, he's going to make $3 million more million. Here's the thing. Brian Chip Kelly, already super rich. Brian Chip Kelly don't care about $3 million a year. Brian Chip Kelly should stay at Notre Dame at $6 million a year if it's a program we're staying at. But because it's such an infectious university with terrible everything that applies to universities around it, the best football coach I would say that they ever have, did you hear what I just said, ever have had? Well, peanut butter mouth Lou Holtz would would, uh, disagree with Lou, Lou Holtz quit Notre Dame. Because of old age? No. He retired. Look, by the way, Chip Kelly's a completely different person. Brian Chip Kelly is the same person. <laughs> Ooh, if they the, the Kellys combined, the Kellys form like Voltron to make one unstoppable coach. Look, this is just this isn't even Notre Dame thing. To me, this is an Indiana thing. So the same reason 
that Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma is the same reason that the Kelly brothers left Indiana. That's how bad Indiana is, is when you flee for Louisiana. It's really bad. I spent like roughly a month in Indiana earlier this year. It's a weird place. Sure. Like we were working on going out to like the Final Four and kind of doing all that kind of stuff and figuring that world out. And as I was down there, I was like, what? I was like, why do these people cut their hair so short? Like what? Why? It's Saturday night. Why is everyone wearing work boots? Like this is a weird place. And it is a wonderful setting for the beloved TV show Parks and Rec. But besides that, doesn't got a lot going for it. Indiana? Indiana. Well, I mean, in, in 1600-whatever, it was a great place to put trading stations for French fur trappers and to build forts to battle people that lived there before you got there. Cool. It was really cool. Cool spot. Cool. And the fur enthusiasts stayed, and then everyone else fleed. Yes. Like Brian Kelly did. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. All the other smart ones, like Brian Kelly, left Indiana. Brian Chip Kelly was like, I'm going to take the Oregon Trail to LSU. 505-246-0610. Notre Dame fans. No, they... Why? 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 Why are you a Notre Dame fan? Why? Oh, well, because when my grandpa was a youngster, um, Notre Dame produced the best football players. Well, that was before World War II. Sure. That was before a lot of things at that level of football. Notre Dame has a fun lineage in history. 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline. Notre Dame fan, Backstreet Boys me. What? Tell me why. Okay, that's unacceptable. <laughs> I don't get it. Besides the helmets, I don't get it. And I'm Irish, and I still don't get it. Also, who are they going to hire? Urban Meyer said he's not leaving. I mean, Lou Holtz is still alive, right? Is yep. alive? <laughs> yes, he's still alive, but that's round two, baby. I'm just gonna I'm gonna Google Irish coach. Hey, if you if you Google Irish goodbye, a hey. picture of Brian Chip hey. Kelly comes up. Hey, I googled Irish coach. You know what the first result was? What's that? Brian Kelly. <laughs> Adios. You couldn't even. Keep an Irishman at your Irish Catholic University. If Cincinnati loses this game against Houston, like uh, Jeff, our friend Jeff Simbieta was just talking about, Luke Fickle is going to coach Notre Dame. If he wins this game at Cincinnati, he will not. He will stay at Cincinnati. Why would you stay at Cincinnati? Well, here's why. Because he built that thing. And if you can get into the playoff system, from that school and like win some games. And I will be the biggest Bearcat fan in the history of all things. If you are winning playoff games to get into the championship game. Speaking of jerseys, their Jersey game is very strong, very strong, very strong. Also Cincinnati is not that bad of a city. You hang out in Cincinnati. Got nice rivers. Yeah. Ohio over Indiana for sure, but it's still not Notre Dame. Also, Luke Fickle should be like the best like available coach on the planet right now, and he's not for some reason because these guys that are already in legacy schools are jumping ship to other legacy schools. The internet is all over Luke Fickle. 
Oh, are they? Yeah, all over Luke Fickle. Like in a positive or negative way? Uh, positive. Everyone thinks that he's going to be the next coach. A long time ago, Urban Meyer said Notre Dame was his dream job, but now he said he's not leaving Jacksonville. Oh, he needs to. Jacksonville is known for their scantily clad young women and, and open bars, so there's that. Um, um, my name's Bron Kelly. I'm going to go down to Baton Rouge. What are you doing? Let me get back. You know what? I'm a little bit of a free segment. I'm going to have a little bit of fun after this before we match up with Josh Sushan. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. So to put a to put a bow on it, Van. Okay. There's something toxic and gross going on at Notre Dame, and we're going to find out about it because it's going to come out. Because I'm telling you, you don't leave for Baton Rouge without having like a really solid reason. And Notre Dame right now is the best Notre Dame has been in, well, years. He's already the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Oh, interesting. And he left. He was already the best, and he left. I think it's just you can't win a championship there. What do you mean by that? The SEC is just too good. Notre Dame, with their academic standards and being in the middle of Indiana, are never going to get enough blue-chip athletes to form a good enough team to win a national championship. You can go 10-1 and one all day. You can go 11-1 all They're day. They're 11-1. Yeah, you go 10-1 and one all day. You go 11-1 and one all day. One loss a year, take another loss to a better team in a bowl game. That's good for Notre Dame. He peaked at Notre Dame. Maybe he wants to ho- hoist that trophy and he knows that he can't do it at Notre Dame. I'm telling you that don't matter. What I'm telling you is it's not as comfortable as it should be for a guy of his caliber. I'm telling you there's still boosters, there's still administration, there's weird stuff up there. And I don't know what it is. You think there's some Penn State stuff going on. I'm telling you. And instead of covering it up, you ran away. Cuz right now you had 11 and 1. Last year 10 and 2. 2019 11 and 2. 2018 12 and 1. 2017 10 and 3. Like this is a no joke situation here currently. And especially coming off the Charlie I I certainly miss Tom Brady Weiss years. Sure. We were 3 and 9. So, my point is there's something going on up there, and I don't know what it is. You'll find out eventually. And if you're like, hey, well, he has $3 million more million to be in Louisiana. He is a He's rich. He don't care. Well, I don't know. The Catholic Church did a really good job of covering up a lot of stuff. Maybe an Irish Catholic university does a really Same. good job. Yeah. And the next guy that comes in, he's going to do great because there's so much talent there. Sure. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, Joseph. Joseph, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. How you doing, well, I'm buddy? A big, I'm a big Notre Dame fan, and I was in shock when I heard about him leaving LSU. Um, I just think that's a bad decision on his part because you have all the talent at Notre Dame, like you guys are saying, and you guys, and he's gonna have to. We build at LSU. I just think that was a bad thought on him, and I just think 
He says, I was hoping that he would not even go to LSU. I thought he was stay with Notre Dame. Yeah, it, it came as a shock to me as well, Joseph, and it came out of nowhere, it seems like. There were no rumors. He just split all of a sudden. Let me ask you a question. When did your Notre Dame fandom start? Are, question. are you Irish Catholic? Did you grow up watching the team? Do you have family members that attend there? Are you an alumni? Where did your love of the fighting Irish start? Uh, my dad's been a Notre Dame fan for forever. So when I was born, I was... I was a Notre Dame fan since I was born. So then is there is it no matter who comes in you're excited? Because let's talk about like like Luke Fickle, for example. Would you be very excited for the Cincinnati head coach to step in and become that, a Golden Domer? That's what I'm hoping for. Either that him or the defensive coordinator for uh, Clemson. Those are my two hopefuls, but if they can land the Cincinnati head coach, I think that will be a great thing for uh, Notre Dame. The Brent Venables kid is, is interesting because he's only 50. He's young in the coaching world. Hey, I, I don't know a lot about Brent Venables, but he looks like a football coach. He looks like a Notre Dame guy. Yeah. Joseph, thank you so yeah, much for – oh, go ahead. Yeah, and I think it will just help – with recruiting now, if we, we can land him and then what he's doing for Cincinnati right now. I think Venables ends up at Oklahoma, and I think Fickle ends up at Notre Dame, and then everything in the college world is is leveled and steady again. And, Joseph, thank you for the call. Thanks for the call, Joseph. It's just, like I said, there's too much weird energy about it. Because if you're going to go from what you've done as Brian Chip Kelly for the, all those years in Notre Dame to what is LSU? I'm being serious. Six and six, I think. They're one of the best programs in the best conference. It's a good gig. They're, they're aside from Vanderbilt, the worst team in the SEC. This year. This year. This year. Missouri is six and six in the SEC. But you, Brian Kelly is already the most winningest coach in Notre Dame football history. And never got a national championship. Never even got a shot at a national championship. So he has to know that he can't hoist the trophy at that college. And it's up to somebody else to try to. I mean, hey, if you win a national championship as the coach of Notre Dame, you are a god for life. Well, I think according to their belief system, you can't be. You have to be a. Okay, a saint. You are a saint. (laughs) They lose big bowl games, too. Because they're outmatched. Yeah. Because they have to play real teams at the end of the year. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, that's the truth, right? Yeah. Because that Alabama game, um, the Rose Bowl game last year, I mean. Oof. Yeah. I'm in on it, I guess. But I'm going to say right now, hey, Luke Fickle, if you are listening, do not. Don't do it. Stay in Cincinnati. Keep beating up Conference USA teams or whatever you're doing out there. And then work your way into the college football playoff because now you have an opportunity. Yeah. I get leaving Oklahoma to go to California. I get leaving Indiana to go to Louisiana. I don't know about that. I do not get leaving Oklahoma to go to USC. I do not get leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU. 
the programs don't make sense. The locales make sense. If Brian Chip Kelly would have been like, hey, Notre Dame, fair market value. I'm going to need you to match this. 100% they would. But he didn't. That's what I'm saying. He left anyway. He left. Yeah. He Irish could bide them. He said, I don't want to. He said, it is too weird here. <laughs> you know it's weird. <laughs> and leprechauns running around. Of course it's weird. He Here's what he's like. He's like, um, so the thing is, we got these games, right, these football games. We play them every year. And we have to travel all around the country. And I don't know, we're in like, we're in like Arizona and like, there's a there's a million Notre Dame fans there, and they're all super creepy and weird to me because you guys have created a, like a weird, creepy following, and I have no interest. That's what I'm telling you. It feels like to me. I can see that coming. Like, that is a rational line of thought here. You don't want to be that part, or do you want to go to the SEC and be able to every like every year be like, all right, Nick Saban, here I come. Re up, re up. Give me a new class of. Blue chip recruits. Let's see what we could do with them. I I got a world of frustration with Notre Dame. I have for years. The SEC is going to be a gauntlet. Oh, it is every year. It's so gross down and there. Now they're going to get Texas and Oklahoma too. And weird stuff like Kentucky's got nine wins, and you're like, what is going on? Georgia, Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Texas A&M. They all got eight wins or better. You are six and six, and you are. Dead last outside of Vanderbilt, which, by the way, congratulations to Vanderbilt on still collecting all those paychecks. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I don't know what you put them into. Yeah, they're the Pittsburgh Pirates of the SEC. Just keep cashing them checks. Just handing off seven L's in a row. Yeah, sure, we'll have the most injured team in the country every year. Just keep handing over those checks. I know we're 0-8 in conference, and we lost to Eastern Tennessee State the other day, but um, we good. You been to Baton Rouge ever? They eat insects out of the river. It's the weirdest place you'll ever go. Okay, well they're called crayfish and okay. they're a delicacy. They're disgusting. Okay, they they used to be delicious. They're insecticides. They're disgusting. They have they got antennas and stuff. You're eating it's a bug you pull out of the water and they eat it and and Orgeron was like this. It's gross. Says the guy who orders shrimp every time he goes out to a seafood place. Are you talking to me? Yes. No, I would never do that. I would never eat a shrimp. There's a little brown line in it. I can eat that. A brown line? In a shrimp? You know what I'm talking Are about? You're talking about their organs full of poo? Is that what that is? You didn't know what that I'm was not gonna the eat whole that. time? Are you being serious? You're not messing with me You're right supposed now? to cut it out. No, people just pop them in like poppers. With, with the poo on it? When we, get no. ba- when we get back, Josh Shushan's going to join us. We're talking Lady well, Lobos. He's gonna, Josh Shushan's going to answer this shrimp poop question for us. Does he? He doesn't know what that is. He's got to know. Everyone knows except for you. Why well, don't I don't eat bugs? Shrimp water bugs. Sh- I, I, if it doesn't breathe air, I don't eat it. That is a rule I have. Dave and Buster's presents APQ. Or excuse me, two men on the Lady Lobos with Josh Shushan. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We're playing with I-9 Sports, and we start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oh, okay. Stephanie takes over for Mike Vital, and all of a sudden it's... Are we at the library? The club in here. Joining us on the program... 
Is it a single or a dually over there, Josh? Is it you and Nikki or just you and you and Josh? Double trouble. All right, so Josh Sushan and Nikki Lobato joining us on Two Men On to talk Lady Lobos basketball. How's your Thanksgiving, friends? Well, mine was a lot better than Josh's, right? I got to be surrounded by family here at home, but Josh had to go on the road. Three games for Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving, Josh? It was fine. It was it was it was fun to be around the team again, and uh, you know, be able to spend. So I was a crash course to get ready for uh, for night one, filling in for JJ. So it was. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in the Houston suburbs between three trips to Sugarland and then one trip to Katy, Texas. I've seen about enough of the Houston suburbs for one lifetime, I think. And you didn't even get to go watch my Astros. It's in the off season. <laughs> That's right. So Josh, super important question. Number one, do you know what the brown stripe underneath shrimp is? That's a good question. And have you ever seen anybody eat it? Because Fred didn't know the answer to either of those questions. Isn't it the guts? It, well, it's either the guts or the number two, right? That's it. Number two is correct. <laughs> number two, yeah. Now, have it's... you ever seen anybody eat it like that? Well, I don't really study people when they're eating shrimp because uh, I'm too busy eating shrimp myself. But I smart. make sure that I get rid of it before I put it in my mouth. Nikki, okay. Nikki, why, why do you hate shrimp and why is it the worst food on the planet? <laughs> Why are you putting putting food in my mouth right now? No, I, I like shrimp. I like seafood. It's not, guys. It's not seafood. It's a bug. That's what I'm trying to say. It's an insect. A bottom feeding bug. It's not my favorite. Here's the thing: when people don't like shrimp, I'm very happy because that means more for me. It's, okay. Well, there I you went go. on a cruise once, and my goal was to break even on shrimp alone, and I succeeded. Oh my God! Do not eat on a cruise. Do you not read the news? I just Josh? can't take the cold food, the cold seafood. That is just not my thing. Oh, that's even way, that's even more dangerous than eating on a cruise. <laughs> I'm gonna bring. Uh, you know what? Just because of this conversation, the isotopes potluck is coming up in about a week and a half. I think I'm gonna bring shrimp cocktail. Oh, oh God! And also, don't take advice from Van because you live in the desert, Josh. So if you want to eat shrimp that you got from the <laughs> desert and you feel like that's safer than shrimp from a boat, Van. I feel like you don't even have the slightest idea of how shrimp there's works. There's planes. There's helicopters. I, I know how engines work. It's, okay. Well, I don't. So, I mean, you're like two steps. Josh <laughs> travels more than all of us combined on this, on this well, podcast. Luckily, we have Nikki on the program because she knows how traveling works, and the Lady Lobos <laughs> are taking on Grambling State tonight. Uh, big win for the Lady Lobos coming up in about two hours, right? Yes, absolutely. So, so the Lobos right now coming back after eating some turkey on the road. Smart. Right? Lost a couple on the road. Won one of them, one of three. Want a little bit more revenge to get back in that winning category. And I think they have the opportunity here against Scrambling State. A lot of similar opponents they've had. But this is one you cannot overlook. They have some graduate seniors as well, just like New Mexico. So a lot of experience as well coming in here. New Mexico can't take them lightly. I think the big thing for New Mexico is their bench has got to produce for them. The seniors, right, we have a lot of experience in the starting lineup for the Lobos, but they need a little bench production in order to win some of these games with so many games in a short amount of time. And speaking of bench production, who do you see coming off of the bench to contribute tonight? Well, I think you got to look at Augman and, and Cumber, right? The both of them coming in, the freshmen right off the get-go know how to score, especially Vianna, the Matador, right? Can they've got to find some opportunities to get some point production out of her? And then Augman comes in. The speed of the game is n is no no hiccup for her, right? She's able to come in, defend, but she's got to figure out some ways to put some points on the board for New Mexico as well. 
Josh, you, I know you're a fan of the Lady Lobos, obviously, but now I'm uh, in a position to professionally present that to, to the fans of the Lady Lobos. Uh, what has most su- surprised you about the team, Josh, being so close and, and up to the action? What are you seeing that you didn't know you would see? I think that it's just such an interesting dynamic because, as Nikki just mentioned about the bench, right, you have these five seniors who are starters, right? All five of them are, are fantastic. They would start probably on just about every single team in the Mountain West Conference, right? And then you have all of these inexperienced players on the reserves. And so it's just this interesting dynamic between most teams would love to have the starting five of the Lobos, but can they just rely on those five or only those five? And when they play the best opponents, look, they're all going to play 30 to 35 minutes, maybe even 32 to 38 minutes. And so I I think that both for the long-term growth of the program, you know, uh, now here's the thing about the seniors. Because of last year, only two of them, are, are for sure gone eligibility-wise. The, the other three could still come back next That's year. Right. So you still will have that experience coming back, which I have to constantly remind myself because I go, oh, no, five seniors, what are they going to do next year? Oh, no, three of them still got another year of eligibility. So it's it, it, and, and I think that's going to be interesting to see which of those reserves is able to get themselves into a regular amount of minutes but also contribute and then be ready to be a star next year the game is tonight at seven o'clock it's mental health awareness night over at the pit van so that's kind of a fun interactive thing and it's the last warm-up before conference basketball right it's well i guess no. New mexico state yeah so no no, no they go back to back against new mexico okay. state and then they still have number two arizona and then oh, they still have tough. a utep team that was top 100 and then they just slipped and now they're like top 110 so, so still got a ways to go before conference. So, so anyway, a lot of basketball that can be like critiqued and kind of dialed in in a way. What do you yeah. expect to see like against Grambling State? What do, you, do you expect to see the solid guard play that is that you've been a fan of all year long, or do you expect maybe to try to work it inside and and establish that presence? Well, Grambling State wants to run. They're athletic yeah. and they're they're a big transition team. They're going to full court press. So if you like guard play, you're going to see a lot of guard play tonight. And it might come down to who's the more athletic team. Now, the Lobos are going to, look, they've had issues with turnovers against teams that full-court press them, and so that's something they have to figure out. They're not going to see the type of talented full-court press that they saw against Stephen F. Austin against Houston, but they're going to see some full-court pressure. We'll see if they can stop it. Well, and on the Mexico side, in in stopping Grambling State, they've got to be prepared for one main player, right? Obviously, all of them can play, but the graduate senior is Holt, Alexis Holt, double zero. You're probably going to hear her name quite a bit and her number. She leads them in points, assists, rebounds, steals, and free throws uh, attempted for her team and made. So that in itself, you're going to hear Holt's name quite a bit for the Lady Tigers tonight, and and New Mexico's going to want to know where she's at at all times. A topic that we kept getting distracted from tonight, speaking of shrimp and speaking of ladies, (laughs) Does Tiger Woods ever win another tournament, oh guys? I mean, oh, man. Yeah, why not? He said he's going to play again, but he doesn't think he's ever going to win a tournament. The all-American story. Tiger yeah. Woods coming back. Here, here's the thing about golf. In theory, you can play until, you know, until you're however old. Forever, it's ever. Right? Until you're yeah. literally dead. Yeah. yeah. And who knows if his back is not better now after the accident, right? Yeah. Everything else got broken, and, but... And, the way that technology changes all the time with golf clubs and all that kind of stuff. Now, he might just become like a crafty lefty. Not not literally a lefty, but he might be, just be the guy who just hits it down the middle and puts it in the middle of the green and then one putts and goes on to the next hole rather than out driving everyone. So it's not like he only has two years left. I mean, he could win one in 2042 for all we know. Well, and he does that press conference today. And I don't know, Van, how you would you describe him built as a brick house or a steakhouse? Like, he was gigantic. He was a beefy boy. He was a beefy he boy. Thick with three Nicholas C's. Nicholas was pretty big when he won at age yeah. 60-something. 
Nick, uh, today I learned about Nikki that she doesn't go to the chiropractor. She just gets in the fender benders when she needs her back popped. <laughs> what? That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Big game tonight. The broadcast uh, starts at 7 o'clock. The pregame starts at 6.30. What are you guys going to hit on early uh, for the fan? What are you guys going to hit on as far as previewing this one? Well, if we tell you that, then we'll just be repeating ourselves in six okay. minutes. So why would we That's tell what... you that? Why don't we do a tease and say something like, okay, this is what I'm going to ask Nikki. Are the Lobos right now, okay, they've beaten the teams that they were supposed to beat. They've lost the teams that they were underdogs against. 4-0 at home. Is this who they are, or is, do they have a higher ceiling, or do they have a lower floor? Don't answer that, Nikki. She's going to answer that. Yeah, that's good. Show. And then Nikki is going to ask you correspondingly what? Josh. <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe you put me on the spot like this. She's going to ask me about my favorite type of shrimp. Yeah, shrimp. Yeah. Josh shrimp or crawdads? Yeah. No, oh, oh, crawdads. No, what's, here's my main thing for Josh. disgusting? If for some reason JJ's still out on the next road trip, what do you look forward to doing? What is your next road trip? Because you guys got to know, with Josh, it's always a fun expedition on every single road trip. That would be Las Cruces. What is that? Oh, never mind. Las Cruces. Hey, there's lots of fun, and there's a lot of... Las Cruces fans here. I know. Nikki, thank you so very thank much. You. Josh Scampy, Sushan, thank Josh you very Scampy. much. <laughs> you guys are too good at this. Stick around for the Lady Lobos as they are on immediately following us. Van, any final words before we go today? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke. <laughs>